This is Madhouse, a podcast on a mission to tell stories of how creators in Africa get things done. I'm your host, Gabriel Mundaka. Today's episode is produced by Box Studios in Kampala and is bound to leave you inspired. We're immensely grateful for your unwavering support as we continue our mission of bringing truly inspiring stories. It fills our hearts with gratitude to announce that Madhouse is now blessed with the invaluable support of Mayuyuka Kawunda, a gifted editor, writer of compelling copy and stories, an extraordinary music creator and playlister. Please share and leave a review on your favorite podcast application as this helps us get discovered and inspires a wider audience. If you want to do more, you can donate to us. Your donations help us tell more stories of limitless possibilities. For more details, please check the show notes. Let's dive in into another exciting episode of Madhouse. This episode of Madhouse, I have a lovely conversation with my good friend Nino, a designer and photographer and team leader at the amazing studio called Agandi. And we talk about how he got started, his journey of self-discovery, the lessons he learned along his way. I hope this inspires you to get out there and take action and get started on that idea you have. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Yeah. Nino in the building. I dragged exactly. Agandi here. Yeah. Nino, Agandi. She does bring the whole crew. You yeah, have been dodging. <laughs> Uh, last time I saw it was Kanchu. No. Was it Kanchu? Yes, it was Kanchu. Then I came and visited you guys for a bit. Yeah. We tried to do some work that, that didn't work out. You came like twice, right? Yeah, I came twice. Yeah. Then I went into my cave. I invited him to the cave. I'm here in the cave. Yes, and count the cave. cave. It's an actual cave. With I think. With uh, Batman movie posters. Okay, it's not Batman, but... <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I think I should get some of those posters. You should. Like a Dark Knight. The Dark Knight first was really nice. Okay, so just watch the two da- the three Dark Knight movies. Yeah, yeah Dark Knight was had some really nice poster work. Yeah. Yeah. No, these posters are here to hide the ugly wall, really. I, I wouldn't sure. put posters I here. I like you, some of your best movies. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. Wakanda Forever has never been my best movie. <laughs> Actually, Black Panther has never <laughs> been. <laughs> How did you get them? I got them from someone who had posters, and I think Mad Max. Yeah. I don't know, I like Rogue One. Avatar, The Way of Water was decent. Okay, it was also interesting. I liked it. It was a good continuation. Doctor Strange, I'm not sure. Shazam. Babylon, really good. Violent Night, interesting concept, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I guess I can only pick out two that maybe I enjoyed Mad Max and Avatar, Way of Water. Yeah. Doctor Strange felt like a horror. So it's Which one? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, the new one was Very getting. One. The d- no, this is the first one. This is the I first sure. This is oh, the, yeah, the, first the first one. one. It's the first one. The first one was okay. Mm, Shazam felt like a kid's movie. <laughs> Always feels like a kid's movie. Yeah. yeah. Star Wars for me, whatever they make me always watch. You watch. I'm um, like I'm like a stan. Star yeah. Wars stan. Like I don't care what people say me, I'm just like <laughs> you put Star Wars in front of the thing. Yeah, let's go. You let's watch. go. And I'm really Even up to now my mom still makes fun. She will find me watching Star Wars. She's like, You still watch Star Wars? <laughs> well, yeah, still watch Star Wars. Your fault, but yes, thank you. So my mom introduced me Star Wars, so yeah yeah it's her fault yeah and mad max funny thing mm. and yet my mom is a dear reverend how funny is that <laughs> my mom is <laughs> into mad max and star wars mad max was shout really out dope. to you mommy i uh-huh. really loved it yeah cool so 
introduce yourself, sir. Who you are? Full names? I don't know. All gov- nicknames? Government? I don't know. You know, introduce yourself. The listeners. That, that tell us who you are. What you do. My name is Nino Jack Junior. Um, recent, recently, I was in a place where we had um, all these uh, f- creative friends of ours, yeah. of mine, and it was a government thing. They invited us. Yeah. Um, but I could tell that even all the creative friends that were in the room yeah. didn't know my government name, and I was in the government building. So <laughs> I have to say, my name is Nino, but uh, I'm sure most of people who don't know my government name is Amanyere Innocent. Everybody just burst out laughing. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's called Innocent. What? Well, like, I guess Nino. Like, like, what? So, actually, if someone asks me, what's your name? Nino. Is that your actual name? I'm like, no. I'm like, what's your actual name? What's the story behind Nino? Because that's as I got introduced to you, and I was like, okay, that's what we're going with, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess it was um, it, it was really at the social media boom, Facebook. Okay. Um, when you know, you're just getting into high school, yeah. and you're trying to find a cool name to mm. use. Um, like on your social media, yeah, like a like handle. Yeah, on your social media, you're trying to be cool because this is like, yeah, it's a multiverse. Yeah, it's <laughs> a multiverse. <laughs> You need to put on a cape and you need to stand out in this multiverse. Yeah, yeah, you need to stand out. So Nino Nino came from Innocent. Mm. Um, Yeah, I just cut it short. And then um, Jack Jr. My elder brother is called Jack. Yeah. And my father is also called Jack. Uh, short for Jackson. Uh, so okay. from there I'm like Jack Jr. I'm like, oh, so everybody asks me. I'm like Jack Jr. from my father or from my <laughs> for your brother. From the brother who I um you I follow okay. yeah, so nice. you know Jack Jr. came from there. I remember back Facebook at one point after a few years, ah, man. I, I had an issue with um how do I call it? Uh, an identity crisis mm. where my life online as you know Jack Jr. was completely different from From Innocent. From innocent. <coughs> I remember it was like the first year of of of, of campus yeah. where I felt like I feel like online I'm known like someone completely different, whereas offline, if someone who is online meets yeah. me offline, yeah. they cannot draw the lines. <laughs> they, they can't see, see the resemblance. So uh, I try to switch back my online personality back to um, the physical one, try mm. to be myself. Yep. And that's when I try to say, right, you know, I'm a near innocent, change mm. it to Nino Jack Jr. Ha. There was trouble. There was like, whoa, mm. like, pick it back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was accepting that, so I, I just had have started early. Yeah, but I guess over the years I just had to reconcile the two identities. Uh, yeah, nice. something like that. Yeah. Nice. So Nino Jack Jr. Cool. Um, that's the story of my name. And yeah. Of I'll it. put like hero music on the background. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's Hans Zimmer music. Yeah, Hans Zimmer, Dark Knights. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm a creative. I'm a photographer yeah. and a designer. Nice. Yeah, those are the things that I major in. Nice, nice, nice. So how yeah. did it all start? That's a good origin story. Is all the music just they're just going to change? Like put like <laughs> put like I don't know some hands in my maybe I'll do like Inception's theme hey. back here as we go. <laughs> anyway, how did it all start? I'm very curious. Uh, like I know a bit about. I don't even know. Do I know? No, I know like you? you now, like Nino now and Agandhi and all the cool things they're doing. Yeah. But like I've never really like dug deep into like the origin story. Yeah. Like, you know, and like how you got started? Well, um, episode one, part one, what was it, Dark Knight? It was just Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Rises was the third one. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
the dark night well um i've not always been a creative course okay. um um, I was a good student in school. Yeah. Yeah. I loved sciences. Uh, the engineers um, compare. Yeah. So I I did my studies well. I went to Seta High School. Yeah. Went to MOOC yeah. on government mechanical engineering. This guys, um, forty guys. Where is our Iron Man suit? Where is our Iron Man suit? But where are our guns? Like which one do you want? Do you want to make guns or you want to make an Iron Man you're, suit? You're asking the right questions <laughs> because back then they were like, where are the spanners? <laughs> you know to work on a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did mechanical engineering, but no. I would say second year going into third year or at least well the whole of second year i would say yeah. sort of fell out of it um i really wanted telecom yeah um it's where my mind was yeah. but i got mechanical on government so i'm like you know what uh, i can't afford telecom um because I was also entering uh, university at the same time with my young brother uh, so I'm like, jackson okay. junior jackson i am the jackson junior Oh yeah, it's Jackson. It's called Peter. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I had no. It's my elder brother. Oh, it's Jackson. now this one is follows. This one, yes, is Peter yes, follows yeah, you. Peter follows me. Ah, cool. Uh, so I had to go for mechanical engineering, but around second year there, I honestly fell out okay. in love with it. Um, yeah, but so the origin of 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 my creative thoughts came now for my young brother Peter. Ah, nice. So shout out to you, Peter. Yeah. What? So what? throughout all that time, yeah. um, that's like S six vacation. Yeah. Or, um, because for him at the time I was doing mechanical, I was doing computer engineering at MOOC also. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So despite him doing computer engineering, because we loved computers, yeah. like we really loved. Computers. Is that why you did like you preferred telecom more? It was like you knew yes. you touch computers yeah. a bit more. So we loved computer. We loved being. We love we love tweaking things ah, ideally. Nice, so yeah. we had these very big Dell latitude computers. Yeah, I remember those. Quite sure they were silver in color. Yeah, very <laughs> ugly. I don't know. Why. I yeah, don't but know. they had like what was the RAM? It was like so small. Windows like, ninety five. Yeah, the dancing baby. <laughs> yeah. Was it the dancing baby um, wallpaper? Was it the one? I think it was the one. Remember that nine windows that had like that baby that is oh. come out dancing. I think it was ninety five. Some windows. windows uh, no, no. Okay, I'm not that old. I think it was Windows Vista. Then we tried to keep Vista X. No X. XP. W- yeah, XP. XP. Yes, but XP. before XP, there was that weird Windows. I think ninety eight. Yeah, no, I don't know that one. Yeah. Was the one. Um, yeah. So we we loved computers. So we'd find ourselves tweaking computers loved mm. we loved the internet we loved we knew how to you know scrap find stuff on the internet you open a computer that is you know very low uh, specs but you're using it for like crazy stuff um, stuff that's not even supposed to run there because we like you know fight know how to find articles and videos on how to upgrade whatever yeah. small thing you have mm. and use it to the maximum yeah. uh, so peter well, had uh, despite us loving computers, Peter had more interest in, you know, Photoshop, yeah. After Effects. So like computer graphics. Um, and yeah, such. computer graphics. So he would do his graphics and then come and just ask me, nah, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think about this? And I just give feedback. What do you yeah. think about this? And then give feedback. Uh, nice. And he used to do like really cool stuff. You know, these things of, things we saw in the movies, uh, right? If this is Photoshop Vista, this is like, <laughs> this is like CS. <laughs> yeah. That is like CS3, uh, before even CS6. 
So whenever people say Photoshop, I'm like, yo, I touched, used Photoshop for such a long time. It's weird. <laughs> like seven. And then you didn't, there was no internet. No. Photoshop there, Photoshop seven used to come with like the manual. Yeah. You download it <laughs> and read the manual to like learn how to so, so sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I would, I would say from that, yeah. I happened to start getting the interest in okay. actually even me trying out some of the designs mm. that I would try out. Um, so ideally when I started to fall out of uh, you know, mechanical engineering. My next closest hobby or something to do was this creative version of it. Yeah. It was really mainly yeah. Photoshop. Ah, okay. um, and at the time, well, it's a combination of passions, one leading to another. Okay. So I knew I had a passion for, uh, I started growing a growing passion of graphics, yeah. uh, you know, designs to do. Yeah. Uh, but also I really loved gospel music at okay. that time. Mm. At that time, as uh, um, first semester of campus, yeah. we had uh, there's a very popular uh, Facebook group. Okay. It was called Wemix. Wemix, I think I remember. Yeah. It was Wemix, so it was a collection of you know gospel music lovers in Kampala, mm. uh, Uganda, where we just kept on sharing um, our love for music, yeah. local, mm. international. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of piracy there. I hope yeah. none of them is listening. <laughs> piracy <laughs> yeah but we really would really organize ourselves in a way that to show uh that we you were sharing music yeah we were sharing, sharing music piracy um mm. yeah so when when campus ended yeah. i honestly didn't see myself doing that profession mechanical ah, okay. engineering yeah. so the closest one was you know, so did you finish did you yes. like go through and finish the course yes, and say, okay. I, I just finished that year and i'm like you know what i don't think i'm going to do this okay. i think my, my tipping point was when i went for um for internship yeah. that was at hima cement okay and then i could s i could feel it i could feel the mechanical engineering definitely it has several many divisions, divisions. That, you know you yeah. don't have to be in a factory, factory. That, that i'm aware but for me that was one of the tipping points i'm like i don't think i'm really meant for this where is the ironman suit <laughs> yes i thought of making an ironman suit yeah. but also what also uh, influenced that was that um in the early days of uh, in the early years of my secondary school i had a, a severe kidney failure issue uh, that okay. um they told me not to get involved into so much hard work uh, right so when i went for this internship it just killed it for me mentally I uh, would say. Okay. i'm not saying that was a fact yeah. that uh, that if i continue with the mechanical engineering that was the case that yeah. was going to happen yeah um but yeah but mentally for me it, it killed it for me so i'm like ah, i need to find something else to mm. do and the closest to it was like you know these small small graphics yeah uh, <coughs> sir yeah starting to get interested yeah. in in movies and yeah. the visuals yeah. remember we used to watch with my my young brother peter and man we start posing movies so much a lot eh? yeah. like did you see what just happened yeah. you know, then we are, we are getting errors yeah but first of all you see in this scene before he didn't have this you know yeah glasses but now he has them that's yeah. an error or did you see the transition they so started mm -hmm. getting like that sort because peter was doing a lot of movies and graphics so yeah. and he was bringing to me to 
to give him yeah. what I think. Yeah. I was I was the guy in the crowd, the fan. Uh. Like then he brings to me until so I think from there on, whatever inborn creative um element was in started to grow. Yeah. That after campus I had to I didn't want to stay home. Yeah. Um mix had started to grow. Yeah. That some of the the guys who started Wimix yeah. uh, initially, they already out of campus. They okay. had just gotten out of campus and yeah. they had started the creative agency uh, um, in Bukoto. Oh, nice. Um, on Old Chira Road. So I told the man. Wasn't Old Chira Road the, the, the central for <laughs> agencies? It's like, there's <laughs> just agencies. Yeah. This Old Chira Road that goes towards Kamocha. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. covered <laughs> with agencies, just yeah. like, yo. Yeah. So that one. So after campus, I just texted them and called them, like, man, I really love gospel music. Mm. I really love what Remix is doing. And I love your creative agency that you've also started. It's called mm. Junction Systems at, th- at that time. Okay. And I would really w- would like to be part of you guys. Yeah. Um, they're like, the guy is called Isaac Mokonyes. Recently, I was actually on studio shooting his family. Nice. Um, yeah, like, man, just come, just come. Such a free, uh, innocent soul, I yeah. would say. Uh, pun intended. Um, so he just asked me to come. I just came to Kampala. I was staying with some relative of mine, my auntie. Yeah. Um, and then from there on is where I started to learn more okay. of graphics design. design. Oh, nice. uh, so I was do started doing I did a lot of free graphics design work for like Ugandan gospel musicians. Ah okay. Um, the album art, the poster the, the singles, yeah. they have an event you're doing for them. So we mix we did a lot of this of Yeah I remember we mix was in doing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So we did a lot of those for free because at that at that time you had to convince them that they needed an album art. Yeah. yeah. For them, it's so long as they've released the music and they've been walking around, dropping it on radio stations, they are And also, we mix that time. Also, music generally wasn't like marketed that interestingly yeah, like yeah, then. It was, it was like, guys yeah. were still trying to understand the, the business, both, not even just gospel, but even like from all sides music business wise, it was very, like, guys were still learning the ropes of how to market and promote. Yeah. I guess it's not even like early MTV. People send me exposed like things like MTV and Trace yeah. and seeing like new ways of doing things. Like yeah. Well, yeah, so it's yeah the it, the industry was really low. Yeah, uh, like the yeah. artists weren't really earning. Yeah. Most of them had jobs. Yeah. Um, all you had to do was to make sure your song is played on air, <laughs> yeah. or you're invited at uh, at a church, church yeah. and then you just go and sing, and maybe they give you something. But most of that that time there was also a lot of debate of like should gospel artists be paid you know yeah. <laughs> things like that um so from there is where i would say i had a lot of free time yeah. to learn and develop myself yep. as a graphics designer and that's where i would say i grew so they gave me that platform and i'll like you know what forever be grateful for isaac and jerome mm. um so that was mostly the graphics design so jerome who was uh the ceo of yeah. junction system it was really a group of companies yeah uh, but Junction was the creative side of it. Yeah. One time he just bought a camera, yeah. but it was a Canon 600, 6000D, 600D. It's a 600D. Must be a 600D. Yeah. Um, really beginner camera. So That's he bought a camera and just left it at at studio. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? If you can use it whenever I get time, that's car. But, you know, just shoot from here and then just uh, uh, use it when you're here. Yeah. You don't have to take it home. Take it home, yeah. 
by that time where I was staying was really unsafe yeah. and having that camera at that time it was uh you couldn't take it out so yeah. From there is where I started to learn photography. Nice. Um, I had a lot of time with that Canon. Um, then when I am outside, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm home. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not at work. Yeah. I'm using my phone to shoot, actually. Oh, nice. So I did a lot of phone photography. Okay. And then I did a lot of um, when I'm, you know, doing work for, for Junction Systems. That's when I'm using the camera. So there was... I honestly fell in love and I think up to this day I still talk about it that if you're a graphics designer or even if you're a photographer to yeah. cross between these two yeah. you'll find it quite easier okay. it's like crossing from photo to video okay. because you find yourself knowing most of the terminologies you know the lighting you know you just need to upgrade you're just upgrading you're not starting from scratch so mm -hmm. it's easy and if you fall in love with it it's 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 smooth yeah. so I have several friends now who are once graphics designers, yeah. and then when they became photographers, it's like as if they've been shooting for a long time uh, because they know the composition, they yeah. know the colors, they yeah. know the grading. They know what looks good. Yeah. A graphics designer knows what looks good yeah. in a sense, like if I see colors, if I see a composition, yeah. and if you transfer that to photography, yeah. it's like sinks in very well. So because I, I had a, a graphics design um, background, yeah. photography became like very easy, easy. very smooth yeah. for me. I mm. loved it. Yeah. I took pictures with my phone, with that camera, and I did a lot of posting. Nice. Uh, I must say. Um, right now, if you go back my Instagram account to the very beginning, you'll see some of those. Some of those are archived, but the ones I really, really loved that, you know, I can't take down. They're yeah, still there. And yeah, I just took them with my phone. Um, so that's how photography now comes into the okay, picture. Nice. Um, and for me, the appreciation between these two disciplines was, you know, if you're a designer, you're using a lot of photos. Yeah. Um, and the way you cut out photos, the way you're searching for a particular photo you want for yeah. your project mm -hmm. is once you cross over and become a photographer, it's like you're shooting for what exactly you, you want. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, so that's how I... I got into photography. Um, later bought my first camera, which mm -hmm. so was a Nikon D3 400, <laughs> like, okay. like two, three years after. Yeah. Um, yeah, and ever since then I've been shooting. Nice, I'm curious uh, about like, you said something very interesting about like spending a lot of time tinkering. How much time were you spending tinkering? Because it feels like you spend a lot of time tinkering. Like how many years do you think you are tinkering? Especially, especially the first tinkering graphic design and tinkering with the camera, because it seems like you spent a lot of time in like in like a what do they call it? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like you spent a lot of time just in keeping quiet, testing and tinkering and failing and just like taking pictures, which many I'd say which is interesting because again like then it explains like the work now and the stuff you're able to do now yeah but it seems like it's really spent a lot of time like just like and then i guess it's self-teaching as well so there's a lot of googling yeah, yeah and and early youtube which is like really not there <laughs> yeah definitely we all know the university of youtube but in the early stages i would say even to a good degree even up to now it's like um i remember i remember i first in, for example, in taking pictures, yeah. I first fell in love with sunsets. Right? Uh, so for me... The perfect sunset. Yeah. So for me, it was sunsets. I would say sunsets, but it was also nature. Mm. Right? So when I started taking pictures, now, again, for me, I, 
I do like the idea of multiverses, yeah. but it felt like when I saw the sunset of something I've taken, it felt some bit of creation, right? Uh-huh. Like there's a sense in which you've created or you've edited the sunset to look this particular way. Yeah. But it also built, um, made something in me grow to see yeah. of like now you start seeing a sunset even in real life yeah. differently. Ah, I see what you mean. Yeah. So I used to like ask myself, how come I'm seeing sunsets differently now, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. and then when I'm seated there looking at a sunset, I'm wondering why nobody else is seeing it like you. Looking, <laughs> <laughs> just like it's it just setting. setting. Yeah, yeah like, like you, man. I've seen. Man, can't you see how beautiful it is? How are we just passing by? How are we just not taking at least a moment to just look at it? Whether mm. it's greens, it's the forest, it's yeah. nature, it's it's an insect, it's a plant, like. Yeah. So photography sort of opened that, right? Yep. It's like what everybody, what you're seeing isn't what everybody's seeing. Like for me to see that arrangement, for example, you know, yep. the printer that yeah. is done, like I'm yeah. looking at the composition, I'm looking at colors. Yeah. I'm like, man, the way you place them there, it may not may not be intentional, yeah. but trust me, what you've created there is really dope. Yeah. And yeah. as a Christian in the initial stages, now you start to even appreciate the creator yeah. you're like man this stuff is really thought through yeah. now the bible says you know the glory of god is like the unbelievers those who didn't hear about god may not have an excuse because his glory is actually you know what mm. everywhere, everywhere like someone can see. so i started to appreciate um stuff that is just there that feels random yeah. but also is 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 created yeah. like nature yeah but in that moment i started to like shoot a lot because like the eyes opened up like your uh-huh. creative eyes just open up you're it's almost like you're seeing things that people not seeing at a complete or you train your eye to see the unseen like yes exactly so you're seeing shadows you're seeing lights you're seeing color and you're just taking it in and taking it in yes you're enjoying it aside away from the camera yeah. but you also want to document it so yeah. i was taking a lot of photos and i was sharing a lot of photos like i've always backed up all my photos like even now i can go back and see all the archives of stuff that you know yeah. i shot and yeah. for me it was like apart from learning every day yeah. training your eyes on what you're seeing but you're also shooting a lot like day and night like uh, and then also i like that you had the privilege of that you didn't like you in a space where you had access to yeah. t- a tool and and the freedom to like you make a thing yeah so i had access to that camera i had access to a computer to which is basically your unfair advantage <laughs> <laughs> I had access to internet. That's Have you ever read the book The Unfair Advantage? You should it. read it. It's really cool. Basically, in life, there are like five fair advantages money, yeah. wisdom, environment. Uh, I think money, wisdom, environment. Uh, what's the other one? Luck. Yeah. And then I think the fifth one. I forget the fifth one. But the book basically says a lot of people think when they say someone has an unfair advantage, when they talk about money. Yeah. And the whole book was like, hey, no, man. Like, some people, they're not rich. But they are smart. Yeah. And like the guy's graduating university when he's fifteen, that kind of thing, and now he has built like an app that does really cool things. So yeah. his unfair advantage is not that he had money. Like you're looking at him now and he's rich, but like if we talk about like this origin story, is that yeah. he was just smart and he used yeah. his wits he, to sort of get yeah, in there. Other people, yeah, they are rich and like they use their resource to do certain things. Yeah. Other people are like I think they made give a story like we were saying like it gave the story of Oprah, Oprah poor family, but had her mom her grandmother used to make her speak mm. every Sunday at church mm. like 
give like a sermon or talk about the Bible every Sunday. Yeah. And then her dad used to take her to the library every Friday. Yeah. And so the girl was saying, yeah, and you want to beat this woman at radio and TV. <laughs> you want. <laughs> like, this was even early before her teenage years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Grandmother saying, every Sunday, you are speaking in front of church. Yeah. And that is, every Friday yeah, is like you to read. So yeah. it's like, yeah, by the time the young woman's like, let me do radio, let me do TV. Ah, it's yeah. a wrap. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. I and guess if you and have. And so, yeah, yeah, like I'm just leaning, I was like, ah, it's Nino's unfair advantage. That's so funny. <laughs> Like it's a good thing. It's great. Yeah. But also, I think why I want to share this is that a lot of creators, especially in our space, always look at like resource and like tools. Yeah. Especially like right now, let's talk about like a Gandhi. Let's like we can jump a bit, but let's talk about a Gandhi now. I mean, it has taken a while to get where it is. Yeah. But right now, someone be like, ah, my Nino's pictures are fire because like I've seen their studio, I've seen the yeah, stuff yeah, they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, but like Nino spent like three two years taking pictures of sunsets <laughs> yeah you know what i mean with like my phone. with his phone and boring a camera it's not his yeah like yeah like there's no way that he could have reached there you get like and yeah. i wish like a lot of creators like especially with the patient thing being patient and like really just walking through it of like if you have especially and also being aware of your unfair advantages yeah because you had the tools and you had internet so it means i can click click Make yeah. a mistake, go and find out where the it. issue is and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I do I do to a good extent also look back and look at the tools that I had. Yeah. That at that point yeah. they weren't the best tools. Yeah. That's the I thing. Imagine, like yeah. I remember my phone photography started with as you remember there's a time when the ZTEs were yeah. common. Yeah. Like it was a ZTE. And the camera wasn't that good. Yeah, I guess honestly. it was like, especially um, then, it's like two pixels, yeah. like two <laughs> megapixels, what? Like, the, yeah, the Canon It's so weird how like human beings eyesight, you know, like like audience, like like maturity is. Mm. It's like, you know those days where it's like, those funny GIFs on like a phone were like crazy, like those WAP websites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were like, the graphics of the gifts eh, yeah. were so, in, they're so high resolution in that moment. It's, and now you look at it and you're like, What's this? <laughs> That's the thing. Like at at studio, we have the, for a long time. There's a particular monitor I used to do work, yeah. right? And most of like work that I did to like even save up for the studio was done on that monitor, right? Yeah. So now we have these particular monitors, 4Ks and yeah. what, right? The moment you bring <laughs> this, old monitor at, at one point I brought it, right? Yeah. I brought it uh, I uh, to studio, and everybody like just. So even if there are several monitors at studio, but there's this one monitor that is 1080, that's yeah. not 4K, it's like nobody wants to touch <laughs> it. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, come on. Like, do you know, I guess it goes back to the, yes, you have a tool, yeah. you have an, an, an unfair advantage, but what kind of tool is it? Is it the best? Yeah. It may not be the best. But now like the team at like Agandhi right now, I guess the unfair advantage is like intense because like yeah. when, wherever they go the after Agandhi, it's bet, yeah, they better be, I don't know, making yeah. movie posters or something. Yeah, so I would look back at, at definitely the origin and also say, I think I tried to use the means that I had, at yeah. least the tools that I had, yeah. the ones that I had access to, yeah. I tried to like uh, maximize them. Yeah. If if you look back at how I edit, even even up to now, most of the time I'm not very too spec savvy yeah. personally okay. as okay. a creative, whether yeah. I'm using a computer or or whether it's a it's a camera. Yeah. 
So for me, if I get a camera and I see it's it's functioning yeah. in the sense that you know the resolution is okay, the lighting, like the autofocus is okay for the work that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. I am good. You get. Yeah. Um, if it's a computer, like honestly, I'm at studio. Yeah. Among the computers guys have, <laughs> mine is the slowest. <laughs> Among the slowest, only okay, apart from another guy, yeah. another guy who, who has a Windows. Yeah, <laughs> so <it's like laughs> yeah, so I have a 2017 machine. Most of the guys are using uh, M1s. Ah, nice. Like so M1s M- and Mac Mini M1s, so they are way faster than yeah. mine. And I do have this com- like several uh, conversations of like, man, why don't you just upgrade? So if they come to my company, I want to show them something and the computer freezes a bit, they're like, one guy, what's up? <laughs> but you know what? It's doing exactly what yeah. I want. I yeah. know it's slightly slower, slower. Yeah. but it's actually doing the job. For me to think about an upgrade and the money that goes in it, I have to think twice. Uh, it's not like I'm saying I can't, yeah. but for me, it's thinking twice. twice and it's more of a discipline that comes from that background of like, you know, if you have something and it's functioning and as a creative, it's giving you what you want, it works. maximize it. Mm. I'm not saying don't upgrade. Yeah. Gear matters. Yeah. You get it? Eh? To some, yeah. To an extent, gear, gear matters. matters. Yeah. But for your creativity, maximize the, what you have or what sure. you, what's in front, front of, of you. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I used those for a long time. Even when I bought my first camera, it was because for what I had saved up, I saved mm. up like, like 1.2 million by yeah. then. And, 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 and the beginner camera that I bought, I think I bought it from a journalist who yeah. was also from a monitor who yeah. was just selling off his gear. Yeah. I'm like, man, just give me that camera. That's an interesting concept because I was telling someone like that, maybe the, like especially film photographers, even like I guess people want to use computers, like starting used may be yeah. the better way. Because yeah. I think like when I moved from, you know Jeremy, Biamanzi? Yeah, I know him. I bought his MacBook. Yeah. He had that 17 inch MacBook thing. Yeah. Then one time I was like, I had like a, my Windows PC was struggling to edit video. What? I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm selling this MacBook. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's buy. And it was like a decent deal for like, it was like two million, especially for what he, it had. I was like, yeah. that's not a bad deal to get. It. But like, was, I like the idea of like starting used. Yeah. And then like slowly, uh, compared to like now where I have like a gaming PC and it's like, yeah, now sort of the upgrade is like yeah. way better. But like, then it's just like yo, I need to make videos. Yeah, but this Windows, yeah, and, like, and I see what you mean. Like, yeah, so I got that camera. I used it for such a long time for gigs. It made me money. <laughs> yeah, it made me money way over that, uh, way over what I had until even getting to upgrade. Well, my journey is a bit different. That yeah. uh, online, at least in this. Um, universe yep. that's online yeah. <laughs> most people are mostly known for photography yeah like because it's visually what i've put out yeah. most that's how i branded myself yeah. you know to the name of dino uh, but i know my journey has at least in survival mode yeah. has been more of design uh, okay so i'm doing design for this organization for this uh, so you've been doing a lot of like graphic design work to survive yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back as um, you're doing the photography yeah. stuff ah uh, it's so oh, okay like, that's interesting like I've earned a living more from design than photography. So Which is a very cool idea because one yeah. time I think I was talking to someone about like, they were talking about like hustling and money mm. as creative and I was like, maybe you can find something that's close to what you want to do still creatively that can pay some money. Yeah. 
and then as you try to figure out this other thing that you want to do yeah but like you're still in the space so that because i know sometimes some creators like go get the nine to five job or something yeah. yeah you can do that that's also a model that works but then if you don't want to do that then like you can find something close <laughs> like as yeah. i saying like you're just like hey i'm designing post whatever logos what for people and that pays some bills and it keeps me around yeah as i figure out the photography thing yeah which is really so it, it it was really helped it was such a convenient arrangement for yeah. me the the organization I, I i left i joined yeah it's, it's an ngo it's called yeah. uh track fm okay that up to now i'm still there nice and for me it's more i consider it a retainer because yeah. just a few days in yeah. the week that i i, I yeah. go to work for them and uh post covid it has been mostly online, online. Yeah. um so for me it has been um that helpful that you know it's paying your bills yeah and then for for like all these years yeah. i've been using photography as my creative you know freedom so you yeah. go to my account and you realize 90 percent if 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 not like 93 90 92 yeah. percent the work there yeah. is my personal project yeah but isn't like it all creators in the world <laughs> yeah because some guys portfolio like yo who paid you for yeah. this and it's like no no one paid me for this yeah so i just did it I, I love that bit that um, cr- photography sort of became that passion that was mine, at yeah. least for that, for the brand, yeah. you know, Jack Tunia, that I planned my shoots, that yeah. I, I was shooting things that I love, that yeah. where it paid, where clients came. So there's a lot of clients' work that I don't post, for example, like photography. Yeah. But the ones, how I want to brand myself, I want to brand myself as like, this is my art. And I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope it means something mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, I've been in this in this side gig that I have. I'm also a photographer, but I've always had. So I've been been a lone wolf <laughs> in creativity. I would say for such a long time that I'm outside my design job. I'm doing my own photography. Um, kind of work. Yeah, kind yeah. of work. And then, but. I've always wanted to work with people, although yeah. you have the urge, but your personality does not allow you. <laughs> Man, so I would know all these photographers, but I'll just know them from a distance, <laughs> learn from them, maybe yeah. DM, ask what. Yeah. Um, but I, I also knew, because once I got into the creative bit, yeah. I, loved, I loved the idea of creativity. Yeah. I loved the idea that you can think of something and just pick up a tool and yeah. just work Make on something. it. Yeah. Um, so the concept of working with someone else or building something else that someone else can also use yeah. uh, became a little bit more interesting for me. Yeah. Um, and that's where Agandhi Studios came in. Oh, nice. Initially, Agandhi Studios, definitely, because I still had paying clients for yeah. design. Yeah. So Agandhi, because, you know, you, you need to send invoices yeah, 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 yeah. to show that you have a company. So Agandhi Studios was actually in the background. Because doing that. Yeah. Ah, it was just a registered business for yes. you. Okay. Yeah, it, it was something in the back end. Until nice. when it was ready, I'm like, uh, until when it was ready to say, let me just go out and build something. The okay. original idea was get a, sp- a small space, half yeah. half of your cave. Yeah, half of the cave. It, yeah. I should go down. <laughs> half of the cave and because of someone who was mostly interested in portraits yeah um remember okay one thing that i skipped was also why i uh, why i love portraits yeah. originally because i am such uh, an introvert 
for me portraits became my way of interacting with people uh, like you could see, like yeah. i could see you yeah. i'd see you yeah like i it was my way of interacting with people so yeah. the original idea for agandi studios or oh, um the space was just get mm. half of it yeah just to get half of it and have just a portrait mm. uh space yeah like you're not going to shoot full body you're yeah. not going to shoot yeah just like a just big family brand, yeah you're just concentrating on portrait and like that was the actual branding i was oh, going nice. for mm. um so i started when i felt it was ready mm, that was like several like two two and a half years of saving up saving up saving up so i'm yes. saving up i'm also buying things you're buying uh lights light yeah. stands you're buying studio lights yeah, nice. uh, you're buying soft boxes yeah. so i just kept on saving and buying saving and buying. it's like two years of like just doing that seven and yeah buying. of just doing that until i felt i i had the enough equipment for my portrait space setup oh, yeah, okay. so you have two lights I actually no i got three lights yeah maximum you know you've done your research you've seen creators on youtube talk about That's the perfect the maximum lighting you might need for a portrait at least something average yeah like, let me have three yeah. let me have one in front two yeah. on the side yeah. when yeah. i need one um yeah so i i got everything and then felt like now it, now i'm ready to yeah. actually start yeah. by then i'd gotten another camera a nikon d800 yeah. um for me because i had a nikon before the first camera yeah. for me going to uh, buying a Nikon was the most logical. Are you still a Nikon shooter? Yeah, yeah. Still Nikon, man. For life. <laughs> no well, yeah, that's a conversation maybe we shall get into. But for me, again, it's a gear thing. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's a gear thing, but it's also a money thing. Yeah. If I have all the money in the world, then I can think of what is the best gear, right? <laughs> Hasselblad. <laughs> because the thing is that for me to switch to Sony or Canon, I have to ditch all my camera, my lenses. True. Right? Oh yeah, the system changes. Yeah, the change. system changes and it's expensive system to switch, switch actually. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, my gear works. It's yeah. doing exactly what I want, yeah. what I want it to do. Um, cover with it. Anyway, I get the gear. I start looking for space. Yeah. Um, I pinpoint the I pick someone I want to work with because yeah. it was like a sitting area of just two people. Yeah. We are both we are both photographers yeah. and we, we are both uh, graphics designers. Yeah. That was uh, I'd wanted to start working with Emma Karama. Okay. Okay. Um he's still with us. So for nice. me it was like that was the perfect plan. Yeah. Have somewhere to sit, create. But since you're a graphics designer, occasionally you get clients that come in for portrait sessions. Yeah. That's very cool, but a space that also gives you the creative freedom okay. to like experiment like exactly what i had yeah originally yeah, but like now it's your space but now it's your space yeah. now you have the camera yeah. and you have the time yeah. um to do that so um well god had other plans when when i found the space it was way bigger yeah and is that a new this is that the studio right, yes, right now oh, that's nice. a studio right now so it wasn't really looking good at the beginning. I can imagine. But the starting rent was okay. Yeah. That you could invest more into trying to make it work. Make work. Yeah, nice. So it was like a storage building. It was, it was, it was bad. Yeah, because the ceilings are high. Yes. The ceilings are <laughs> high. It was like really bad. That's what the thing of shock when I reached. I was like, you guys have really tall ceilings. <laughs> like, yeah. So it this bad cab is a bit jealous. <laughs> just like, get higher. It, it was really looking bad. And, and for me, I guess it was a preparation that I had prepared myself enough yeah. mm. that that even when I found the studio, when I found the space and started to work on it, it was in the middle of COVID, the nice. middle of lockdown. 
Uh, but I guess because I'd prepared enough, yeah. I was like ready to go through it. Okay. Um, can imagine starting a business in the COVID. middle of COVID. It's possible. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool things. Yeah. So I Only the boss. I used to work from home yeah. because, you know, cars were bad. Yeah, yeah, I used to work from home to come and supervise work's happening. Yeah. Walk back, go home. That's from like, by then I was in Chira, yeah. walking to, um, yeah. Ndagire Road on Nalia. Your real, your real SAS <laughs> who dares wins. Eh? Just said, yeah. let's go. Um, yeah, so the, the because the space was bigger, then mm. the dreams had to change in yeah. a way. You yeah. know, accommodate, bring in more equipment. Mm. He had, had stuff. I didn't think of the cyclone, man. Uh. Like, I didn't think of it. But now you have to get someone to work on it. And took so much money, be like, wow. Okay, but I have the space. I can't yeah. say I'm going to just put. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had to get backdrops, like the yeah mm, stuff you didn't plan for. But for me, it was like, okay, God has opened the door. Maybe my dreams well um, too yeah, small. My dreams are too small, and is making them bigger. Upgrade um, you a bit. Yeah. So that's how yeah uh, the studio came about, yeah. but also uh, starting to get now a team to start working okay, with. Okay, like, yeah. okay, I need the I need the photographers. I need people who are like-minded. I remember I was at a talk recently, and then we were talking about personnel. Yeah, uh, at least the creators that you work with, and yeah. then I remember giving a comment of like. No, it, it was a Gandhi at one where I, I was trying to talk about the team, and I remember telling them that. I think I, I think I like working with good people. Like good people, I mean, well, there's a sense in which you're looking for yourself. Um, you're looking for your for you from others yeah. that you can work with, people you can easily relate to. Yeah. So I'd look at how I recruited all the people I'm now working with. I'm like, these are really good people, you know. Um, you're looking at their ethics, their morals, you're looking at their creativity, their how hard they actually work and how they want to push themselves creatively outside that. So yeah. you find that you really want to work with someone, you're not so much at first very interested in the rigorous, you know, interviewing or whatever, yeah. like, you know what, Joel, Munje, I've seen your work, I've talked to you, I've seen how you talk, I've seen your friends, I want to work with you. You get, um, yeah. I feel like if you're part of the team, everything will run smoothly. Mm. Even with your, with your, with you as a person. Yeah. Um, even before looking at you as the creator. Yeah, um, so that's how the team came. The team kept on growing. Uh, they are young guys, um, trying to brand and make sure Agandi is what it is now. Really yeah. has been, yeah, a process. Yeah. Uh, but. At the beginning of it, there were mostly two or three core directions we wanted to take. Okay. Is really focusing on creativity, doing good work. That's different, um, but also focusing on like the creatives, the creatives that are in house, but also the creatives that are outside. Mm. So that's why recently we're seeing the birth of Studio Talk, mm. um, Learn with Agandhi, the sesh the training sessions we've done for mm. free. Yeah. Um, yeah, and other projects would like to do that yes. just focus on creatives like what can we do uh what can we talk about um yeah. how can we improve what kind of collaborations can we have yeah. uh, outside just thinking about making money okay let's make the money but can we put it somewhere that builds people a community. Builds community and yeah. nice 
Yeah, okay. I didn't I talk a lot. <laughs> it doesn't it. <laughs> um, this this welcome to Madhouse. Oh, wow. Here we we let you <laughs> we let the spirit take over and we say yeah. do the thing. That's yeah. awesome. Two things I've noticed. Needs mm. like you prep a lot. How is your preparation process? I'm curious. Because it seems like you prep a lot, especially when we're talking about like how Gandhi was born. Yeah. It feels like there was an interesting prep work to it. But I'm very curious if you could just share like your prep method, like your methodology, or just how you prepare. But it seems like you're good at preparing for like, I would say, risk. Yeah. And especially in a business that's like very, like high risk, high reward. Yeah. Creative businesses are very high risk, high reward. But I'm very curious about like, because it seems like you're always prepping a lot for like, it's like you. Because I mean, starting a gun in the middle of COVID, meaning that you're already like mentally in a certain headspace. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very curious about how you navigate risk and how you sort of have been organizing it. Now even that you have a team, it means like there are people dependent on you and, yeah, and all these things. But like, yeah, make. yeah. Um, well, let me see how to approach it. Yeah. I would definitely say there is a time consideration. Okay. Um, that's like very key. Okay but also like the purpose of something, okay. of why you want to do something. So um, I'm a very spontaneous guy, okay. right? And I would say most of the preparation is, is the mental, like where, where are you mentally? Okay. Like are you ready mentally? Like can you just go for it? It's mm. uh, similar to the conversation we were having earlier before the podcast of yeah. like start doing, right? Mm. So for me, one, it's the timing. Mm. If if I felt like the timing is right yeah. to start something, if I dare delay, I'm most likely going to lose interest. Told you this. Why you should just join the SAS? <laughs> just join the SAS because it seems like you move around in their motto yeah. a lot. Just I dare it. Just go. Going to lose interest. Yeah. So for me, things, things that are really long term. Like mm. if 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 Gab, you come to me and say. I have a project I want us to work on, mm. and then it's 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 in 2015. Yeah. I don't. I'm not interested. There's a sense in which I'm not, unless it's like a really mega, big Marvel sort of project, yeah. where you know the preparations have to start now. Yeah. But if I have to start preparing in in 2024 October yeah. for something in 2015 2025, Five. I'm not interested in that thing. I'll deal with it when I get there. Yeah. But if I have if you tell me next week I want to do something, like yeah. my mind just switches. I'm like mm. mentally, how exactly do I do this? Mm. I've found it also similar to the way I also like solve problems yeah. in the way of there's a very time sensitive bit in it, right? Mm. If I get a problem, my mind's like, how can I solve it like right now and finish it and like get done with it so that in 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 the long term, it's not there, mm -hmm. right? Sorry, man. Um, next week, I don't want to feel how I'm feeling right now. Can yeah. I solve it now? Can yeah. I talk to, who do I need to talk to? Yeah. How, like, what steps do I need to take? So there's that time element. Yeah. When I felt like Agandi was at the right time to begin, and it was COVID, for me, it was like, okay, um, I know there's big hindrances, you know, uh, because you're not supposed to be out, you can't drive, you can't be, um, you have to be careful. You have to be home by a particular um, uh, at a timing. Yeah, at a particular time. Was so it five? you know. you um. go around it, find a way. Whether I have to walk, whether I have to skip some days, like uh, for the for the work to be done. But if the timing is right, yeah, just 
just do it. Just no. just don't postpone it. Otherwise, you won't do it. Like you won't get it done. As a creative, we find ourselves having so many ideas we want to do. Uh, and so never. many of them have died. Oh, because, because you just didn't just do it. Just because you didn't just do. Just wake up, open yeah. the laptop <laughs> and say, we're doing the thing. And, and, yeah, and just text someone and say, can we set a date? Can we set a Zoom date? A, a Zoom meeting? Yeah. Can we just do it? Yeah. Uh, so there's that timing element. But definitely there's also... Well, the second one is the purpose. Like, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, is the purpose strong enough to push you to just to start? Okay. Or is it something, if on your uh, priority list it's at, at the bottom, then it means you're, you're going to lazy around. But okay. if you've made your goals uh, priority list and it's honestly at the top, yep. like, just go for it. And it it may not be smooth. It may not be, there are some people you may want to work with it. Um, because because remember i'm coming from a very lone wolf sort oh, of energy, you know yeah. mm. uh, background for me it's adapting yeah, and see. learning to start things by yourself but as a lone wolf it means that like a person very you like pivot quickly yeah does so it mean like it's like when something's just not working just like tweak a bit and like when changing direction are you that do you think you're that kind of creative from especially the fact so. that you're very spontaneous it means that in the middle of an activity if it's like Hey, I liked it, but like, no, going somewhere. Like, can we tweak it? And yeah, like um, I would say definitely I am that person. Okay. And like spontaneous, uh, definitely you. If 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 the project or something you're trying to do is still on the, on on the line of the purpose, yeah. And then small tweaks for me, yeah. I, I don't mind so long as there's progress or there's something still okay. uh, proceeding on. So for yes. me, if, if if something is really on the priority list yeah. and you really want to do it or you feel it's a season to do it, yeah. just go for it. Mm. And I would say for the ones that are on the priority list, it means you've been thinking about them in the long term. Like mm. you've been doing steps, you've been saving, you've been preparing, you've been getting. Uh, links you've been talking to people that when it's the time to do it for me when it's time to do something um, and maybe two or three crucial parts of what's supposed to be done supposed to be done by someone else or some by some other people my mind just switches to if there's any delay in something how can I just do it alone Mm. you get it so if I feel if I feel any delay in someone you wanted to collaborate with or work with someone or, or, or just work together some if I sense any delay, one is to show these people that I am willing to do my part and yeah. go the distance. Please come along. Yeah. Um like do your part up to the end, right? Mm. And wait for them. But if they can't catch up, yeah. how are you able to proceed? Even if the purpose is still there. It may t- be longer to achieve what you want, but mm. how can you still just proceed with it and do it rather mm. than letting it die because someone didn't play their part? Ah, I see what um, you mean. Yeah, so I would say I would pivot on uh, the timing. If the timing is right, just do it. Doesn't matter how small it is, doesn't matter if you have any corn or the <laughs> other person has the Sony. <laughs> It doesn't. Yeah, man. Just, just do it, or else you, you'll never do it. Then the purpose of why you want it. If the purpose is noble, right? Studio talk recently. We're talking about what's your purpose as a creative. Like, are you, um, are you hinging on people? Are you hinging on serving? Are you hinging on money? What those views? What is it that that's Mm. pushing you to do it? Views. Um, Yeah. If if you 
if you're doing views, then it means that if the views are not coming in, your purpose is dead. Like yeah. the reason why you wanted to create something, it's gone. Like yeah. you, 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 you lose it. Uh, you lose the interest in in whatever you're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. Very true. yeah. So that's cool. That's so that's just to end the podcast, the one question I always ask all the guests. Mm. One, if we're bored, people, for this one hour, we've just had a lovely chat about, I'm just curious, one life lesson that you think creators can go home with that you have in your decade of hustling and creating cool things and learning and growing, one life lesson you think they can apply to themselves? It cannot even just be their creative lives or even like just their lives as creators. Yeah. Like a life lesson. You can also one or two. I don't know. You may have like 10, but let's... Yeah. Um I definitely say that creators we have the the opportunity or um the platform to to birth new ideas. Um and and, and I feel that's power. Yeah. And and you know, being in such a world right now or the time where we are right now that there is a lot of what's popping up on the internet yeah. and creators are um are on the front line of that you yeah. know whether it's ai it's changing how we work whether yeah. it's you know you're in telling stories yeah. in photography or video um i would say for us to be to look at ourselves and our personalities because who we are affects what we create nice right? t-shirt so i'm stealing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah so focus on your um person on your person okay grow your person yeah. whether it's in knowledge whether it's in you know morals whether it's uh, religion as a christian i would say yeah. um um do more of god yeah. uh, and let god uh, be in you or yeah. work through you yeah. i would say yeah. and that doubles down to having a purpose as, mm. as a creative like yeah. you know if you have a purpose as a creative i remember at studio talk one time we were talking about purpose and most of us seem to agree that yep. to have a purpose that is to serve your neighbor yep. is more of a noble purpose yep. and it will change how you actually treat your clients. It wow. will change how you, what you deliver to your client. Yep. Um, I yes, I would say have a purpose, a noble purpose, yep. um, and it will, it will make your creativity more meaningful. Nice. Um, if, you, if, if you focus on your person and purpose. Yeah. Well, Nino, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we shall do more cool things, I guess. Yeah. Have some evil ideas. Cool, cool. But cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. Later, let me end this recording.